Want me to sing it? Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Oh, yeah. What's the fee? A T. W R T H. C A N N Y. A D J E N N Y. Wow. It's really. <laughs> Hold on. Is there any... anything? Oh, no, I just want to. Let me really commit to that. I'm so sorry. Deep. No, I no. <laughs> I, I mean, that, I think you misread our reaction that we wanted more of it, uh, yeah. Jerry. I, um, uh, um, <laughs> and I, it's a common misunderstanding. I think it's one of the, you know, the the vicissitudes of Zoom. You know, some of the subtleties get lost. But uh, you gotta go look at vicissitudes now. Yeah, sorry, uh, you're, it's a ten dollar <laughs> word right there. But uh, um. First of all, we have to thank Eli Braden for that theme, and it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Eli oh, Braden! Happy birthday, wow. Eli Braden! Happy birthday, Eli! Uh, um, it, Jerry, are you you're you're familiar with Eli, aren't you? Of course, very familiar. I'm a huge fan from, uh, um, uh, I believe Stern Show. It, uh, yes, the yes. Robin Robin's Titty songs. Um, yes, uh, I'm uh, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, it's oh, uh, it's an oh. honor it's an honor to be on a show that he is uh, musically attached to. I mean, he's basically like Hans Zimmer is to the crown as Eli Braden is to your podcast. By the way, if you're very quiet right now, you can hear. Oh, just to let everybody know. Oh, wait, sorry. Dan, from this, he's actually organized. <laughs> oh, he's got. <laughs> from the compliment, he doesn't know he's even getting right. <laughs> um, listen, if you are hearing Danny break up a little bit, I should say he I is break driving up a lot. down uh, from no, I just... San Francisco. Oh, now I froze. That is oh, Danny I feel breaking good. up, and not me, right? No, it's not. It's not you. I don't think it was. It was... I mean, I'm always inclined oh. to blame Danny for everything, so there's no way it could be you, Gary. It could be, be you, <laughs> Jenny. Hold, because hold I'm breaking. Hold, hold on a second. Hey guys, are you on the TikTok? Because I'm doing an important podcast. Don't. I'm telling you, don't do it to me now. Don't do it. Oh, so, oh man, so, let him sorry, have guys. it. Let him have it. Uh, Unleash. Sorry, Unleash that shit. I want it. You didn't hear any of that, right? Just you can edit that no, part. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We won't. Stop it. We, oh, it's sorry, great. Guys. It has that Alec Ball. It has that Alec Baldwin energy that we've been looking for in the podcast. <laughs> yes. Hello. Or, is the missus? Your missus home? How you say? How you say? Cucumber. You say that means internet is bad because he's driving. <laughs> oh, that's a big swing. Well, be, before we go any further, we should introduce our guest, Jenny. Oh, I'm yeah. breaking up, so you should know it. I'll go ahead and introduce our guest. You have seen him literally everywhere. He's one of, everywhere. we just we just watched Teen Wolf together via. Yes, we did. We, we did. Um, people know you from party. programs like, you're in Stand By Me, I believe. I was in Stand By Me. I was the husky child in Stand By Me. Husky? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was going to say voluptuous child, but husky? Voluptuous. I don't know if I feel too good about the voluptuous. Uh, I, I feel really bad. I feel really bad about voluptuous child, Jenny. I got to just say. Oh, well, I then I will let my group know. I have a group. I was a husky kid. Okay. Stand by me. Uh, it's Jerry O'Connell. Um, I should say this is this is all happening because Jenny and I did a Teen Wolf watch party mm -hmm. uh, where there was about twenty of us on a group text, and yes. it was really fun. It was. And Jenny <laughs> said. Jenny said, listen, Danny and I had Keith Morrison booked for a two-parter, but he only did one episode. Do you have yep. tomorrow night free for this? And so I jumped over. But I do have to say, Jenny, watching that show, there is a Husky character in Team Wolf that I forgot about that is sort of his friend on the basketball team. And everyone was sort of making fun of the fat guy in that movie. And you know what? It, uh, I wasn't cool with that. It really, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the, the well, Husky kid, by the way, in Teen Wolf, as I'm watching it, I'm like, that's Francis. 
from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Correct. Oh, oh it my was God. the guy who played not for sale, Francis, fully <laughs> husky, voluptuous gentleman in Teen Wolf. But now, Jerry, I need to ask you about this because I would think. Because, and look, you were a big, disgusting child. I'm kidding. You were, uh, <laughs> but you must sort of, I don't, I don't mean that at all. You were adorable. Obviously. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's hilarious. But I will say this, like, as a person who myself, you like, you don't have to know, I, you know, I, my weight goes up and down. I think like you must serve as an inspiration to a lot of kids who maybe start off life a little bit doughy you know, come into, come into the world with like a solid B cup as a boy. And then you, and then, and then, and, and, and now I look at you, Jerry, and I think like, I'm not gay, but I'm aroused every time I think about you. And, and by the way, Jerry, before I'm just going to say, Danny begins a lot of sentences with I'm not gay, but right. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got to throw that in there. I totally yeah. understand it. Um, you yeah. know what? I, it's so funny. I wish I had a, uh, I, I wish I had like a plan. Like I wish I had like a, uh, this is going to date me, but like a Susan powder, like regime yeah. regime that I did. Like I just went straight to keto and that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, you know what? I did stand by me. I was, Oh, when we shot the film, I was 11 and right. You know, the other kids I worked with who were pretty established young actors at the time were about 14 and 15. So they had sort of been through puberty, you know, right? and I had not. So then literally the year after we shot it and it came out, I grew, I'd say about eight inches. Oh, my God. It was just puberty, you know, so I think I was... uh, I was a husky kid who had not grown. Now I did drink about, this was in the mid eighties. I drank, I'd say about five to six liters of Coke, cola a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what's good I for children in the eighties. Yeah. I averaged about six to eight sticks of Twix a day as well. Twix was my oh. jam. Mm-hmm. Oh my! God. I like them. It's got that cookie yeah. crunch. And I, and I will say, I um, you know, actually, maybe I did sort of. Uh, there, there was a conscious effort. My, uh, my, oh shit, my wife. Oh shit, my mom. Oh god. Gotta go. We'll dig into that in a minute, Jerry. But go on. I gotta go back. That's gonna cost me about five hundred yeah. bucks for therapy now. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, do you want to lay down on the couch now outside, and we can? Okay, just I gotta go back to couple therapy. <laughs> we can now. work through it right now. Yeah. Um, oh. No, my mom worked out at a fitness club, and uh, she worked out with a trainer, and she got the trainer to work out with me. This is when I was about eleven or twelve, and I was I was overweight as a child, and. Uh-huh. Um, well, wait, my did mom your mom said, like sell that to you in a way of like, how does she tell you you're going to be working out? Because there's, um, you have to do that subtly with the kid. You can't just say, hey, you're um, like Danny said, mother, you're disgusting. Let's get you in front of this person. My mother is from uh, a small, uh, small country called uh, Jersey City. And um, oh, and I was I like, uh, Danny just popped a I bone. I think she was like, you, uh, you, you got to go to my gym. You just you just eat too much. It's just getting crazy, and you're not. I, I'm I'm worried about you. And so I went to her gym, and it was like a gymnasium, you know, like a. I mean, you know, this is the '80s, so I don't think we had like crunch and like 24-hour fitness on every corner. So it was. Jack yeah, it was like a, yeah. And, it was like, and hey, I went you need in, some eat and steak and eggs, boy, for breakfast. But you know what? But 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 this actually really, uh, you know, this actually has a lot to do with how I sort of. I don't want to say got shape, but like. Thought, was more conscious of what I, how I ate really. I met with a trainer and the first thing he said to me was, he gave me a little notebook. I remember it was like a little like composition notebook, you know, with like the, uh-huh. it's not camouflage, but like that school, like. Yeah, the black and white one. stuff. Yeah. yeah black the and composition white. Yeah, book. Like yeah, yeah. Academic. Yeah. Composition, academic camouflage. Yeah. And um, <laughs> um, he said, uh, <laughs> Said, I, want you to, I want you to write down everything you put in your mouth. And I mean everything. I mean like 
if you have a sip of soda, you got to put it in. If you have a candy bar, you got to put it in. If you have a piece of bread, you got to put it in. Everything for one week, you're going to write it all down. And I, wow. and I did. And I went to go see him a week later. And I got to tell you, he was like, okay, let's just go through this. And we read it. And when I read it back, I was, I was horrified. I was, yeah. and he was like, do you see what's happening here? And I was like, yeah. And he really taught me how to, uh, how to eat and everything. Oh God. He was such a nice guy. His name was Charles Brown. God rest his soul. He passed away. He's, you know, this is in New York in the eighties. Sadly, he, he died of AIDS in, uh, in the early nineties. So sad. I'm sorry to bring everybody down. I know doing it as a comedy podcast, but holy shit, but God rest his soul. But he really helped me out. He really did. Charles Brown. Charles Brown, Charlie Brown. And you used the tools that he taught you. No, no. Sorry, Denny. (laughs) No, no, that was Jenny. That was Jenny. So you use oh. the tools he taught you to this day. I was just, the question I was going to ask though is like, it's really hard. Like no kid likes the way they look at 11, you know, or as a little kid. And I, and I, I've been sensitive to this just being on TV shows with kid actors all the time. And I can't imagine what that must be like when, if you're not feeling great about how you look and then you're, you're like on a big screen. Cause even like, I don't, I don't care who you are. You're, very few kids are going to look and go like, yeah, I look great there. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Many adults don't feel that great about how they look. Um, that's true. <laughs> well, want to know what's funny is, um, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, but uh, on Twitter, I was in a TV show after Stand By Me. I, was, I just graduated college and I did a TV show called Sliders. Sci-fi yeah. show. It was on. I remember it. I remember. I watched it. It was Sliders. great. Yes. So they had a, uh, a sliders pilot rewatch party in the summer, whatever, in the pen in last year. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so, you know, I got the pilot and everyone was like, okay, at 7 p.m., we're going to hit play. And we did it and I watched it. And I have to tell you, I was mortified at how bad my acting was at the age of 21. Just you know, I was playing, hold on to something. I was playing a physicist in that show, a physicist. And look, you, you, you got to remember, this was like 95, like I'm 21. You know, you're still I like remember very, that show well. Yeah, I do too. But I have to say, looking back, I would have played the physicist so differently than how I played it. Like, I just like, I just was wearing like a gap, like, shirt and like I for some reason I put my collar up in one scene and I was like what am I doing why a physicist would never like if you think of like Stephen Hawking would he ever like clinch his like cheek clench his cheekbones when well, he was wait, like shouldn't say that about Stephen Hawking <laughs> well I mean I'm just trying to come up with the physicist <laughs> did he ever like, play beach volleyball person. no I don't know I guess Elon Musk is a bad uh, right. uh you know like a like somebody from the, like yeah you know I mean I yeah. just would have like attacked it more like Timothy Chamalet, you know? I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just like, it was almost like I was like a character from like Saved by the Bell playing a physicist. I was high, I was very embarrassed about my uh, acting. Well, you had to be like the attractive physicist. You had to I be get, the I, I mean, I don't know. That's part was, of it. Uh, but, 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 but getting back to like being embarrassed, I was more embarrassed. Man, when I rewatch Stand By Me, that movie is so effing good. It's just it's almost like a and I gotta say, it's all Rob Reiner. He really, you know. Let me tell you, you know, you you guys all are very established people in showbiz. I'll tell you the big difference with that movie and other movies and TV today. Before that movie started, I, I don't know if they do it anymore. Before that movie started, for two weeks, he locked the four of us in a hotel. I mean, he didn't lock us in. That makes it sound like it's <laughs> like forced labor. He we all went to a hotel in Oregon where we shot it. And before we, before we shot anything, we rehearsed for two weeks, just rehearsed scenes, went to the locations where we were shooting in the middle of the bush. And he would block out scenes with us and see where they went. And by the time we got to shooting on day one, there was no like holding of the script and saying like, oh, I don't know if I would play it this way or I might make a cross over here. 
Or why is this written so angry for me? Can we sit down and talk? It was, if that had all been worked out. And it's so good. I just think in today's world, and it's no one's fault because I think people are heavily scheduled and maybe people can't afford the time to rehearse anymore. You know, I don't well, know. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, 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 there's a theory about this and I think it's accurate is Rob came from TV. And when you're doing TV and especially multicam where he came up, you rehearse all week to shoot on Friday. And, you know, you just sort of see that. And the guys who came from TV, like, and even like, it's a different thing, but like in Judd Apatow, you know, he runs a writer's room on his movies. It's not like he gathers all of his funniest friends and we punch it up like you would do after a table read. And mm -hmm. like, so that TV process, I think if you can bring that into movies, it always helps it. It, it just mm -hmm. always does. So, um, Amazing. I, I, you know, I, I, I think that's, I, I definitely think that's uh, a big thing. Um, but and, like, uh, uh, well, let me ask this. So like for you, Jerry, was that your very first movie? Very first, yeah. I was so, an extra in a commercial. Okay, so your very first movie, you had oh that experience of like being that prepared. You know, why do you so think was I'm, it jarring? Why for, do you think I'm so? Why do you think I'm so depressed? Why do you think I'm so? <laughs> I mean, you just heard me. Why do you think I'm so spiteful with my children and everything? It's over. Yeah, well, because you have children. I mean, that, by the way, one thing you and Danny have in common: you both have twin fraternal daughters. Oh, fuck. oh, oh God! Both Look at us. Both of you do, and so like I don't have kids. I have a wonderful dog, so I my heart goes out to both of you. Birdie, like, shout out to Birdie, Birdie up yeah. in heaven. <laughs> yeah. up? Birdie, gotta get up Yeah, rest in power. It's it's only too bad that you weren't like when we were doing this all at my house, and Birdie would come in and clear the oh room with her old lady farts. But they were they're horrible. She ran. Horrible. She ran. Astronaut Scott Kelly, a hero. Year in space, ran him completely out of the house, gagging. He, he, he had to yeah. leave. He'd been through NASA uh -huh. training, but couldn't take that dog's farts. No, a year he was in, in space. space. Station. He was in a space station with all astronauts, and there's no vacuum. There's no air conditioning, yeah. like living in farts. For yeah, came a year. yeah, came plummeting back to Earth, 20,000 miles per hour in a hail of fire and everything. But my dog, yeah. Birdie, my Bassett, freaked him out. She sure. got him. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and by the way, actually, when she passed away, sent me the nicest like sympathy card that said in very astronaut terms was what a wonderful dog. I'm so glad I got to meet her despite her off gassing. Uh, <laughs> it's like, amazing. What a lovely way to describe her rank farts, but off gassing. Yes. Oh, so, man. That's much more so so amazing now I, I always like i i do like people i like talking to people like i don't talk to the ones who haven't made it this far but like kid actors who've gone on to have careers and have gone on what do you think like for you like what was the secret what was the secret to staying grounded through all of that i've watched um, it you know i've watched it fuck up so many people over my 30 years doing this and it's like wow. so i know it takes a special kind of fortitude i was just curious for you what do you attribute well, it to it's a little oh, bit. I was going to ask what went wrong, and you're asking. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a little bit in the news right now because, uh, so sadly, uh, Screech passed away. Yes. Uh, yes. Dustin Diamond passed away last week, and really, sort of, um, passed away tragically. I mean, sure. it sounds yep. like he had a medical condition that he didn't take care of. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. I was. Uh, listening to Stern and he was talking about uh, Dustin Diamond being a guest and a great guest on a show and everything. And um, um, he, he had problems. Okay. It sounds like with his parents, um, it sounds like, uh, yeah. man, it's, it's so funny. I have a joke and it's kind of like not a, it's going to be a sick joke, but I might as well tell it whenever I work with kids on a show on a set, and yeah. I meet, I always go up and meet their parents and say, hi, how are you? You know, just to let the parents, because you know, as much as anyone, uh, Mr. Z, yeah. that parents are as much of a part of it as the kids are, you know, they're there yeah, and everything. For sure. And I kind of know that too, as a, as a kid actor, you know, as a former yeah. kid actor. And um, I always say as a joke, I always go, hey, don't, don't let them steal your money. And I say it, but I also like say it, I think because I want to put them <laughs> I in check it. a little bit, you know, like yeah. Yeah. everyone goes like, ha and everyone sort of laughs sometimes a little too nervously and loudly. 
but uh-huh. I, I, I say it, um, I, I, I just, I, I say it as a pointed sort of joke. Yeah. That said, um, to answer your question, I have, it was my parents. My parents made me go to college, you know, like even when Stand By Me came out and they were, uh-huh. we were, uh, you, you have to understand when I made Stand By Me, it was a small independent movie. We were shocked that I got it. We were shocked right. that I made it. My father, very funny guy, British advertising guy, mid-level advertising guy in New York. I came home from the summer in Oregon and I said, oh, dad, it was so cool. They had a crane shot and they let us ride the crane. And then they, for the dead body in the scene, they had a dummy, but it didn't look real. So they used a real guy and they put a beetle in his mouth and the beetle bit his mouth. And I was telling my father all these stories because my father uh-huh. was with me. Uh-huh. My parents had to work and my grandparents came with me. And my father, who's British, very dry, very funny, said, um, um, and my father, who worked in advertising, had a guy who was a copywriter that he worked with who had gone to L.A. and um, tried to make a movie and then had to quit his job. I think he was like a VP, quit his job, went to make the movie. The movie didn't come out and he had to move back and like start off as a copywriter again. So my father was like, showbiz isn't real you know and so my my father said to me this is right when we finished stand by me he's like you're about to start school again now when you go to school don't tell everyone these stories and that you're in a film and starring in a film because i i have some terrible news for you this movie will never be released that's never see the light of day no one these stories you're telling me now so excitedly and i see it in your eyes i see the fire (laughs) in your eyes no one will know what you're ever talking about these are memories that you have Uh that no one else (laughs) and if you are to make it in this life, you must yeah. expect nothing. Absolutely oh nothing. You must enjoy the process. You must have a good time, have a good attitude during the process, and then know when it's over. No one will ever see it. Ever. And then you and, went on to Hogwarts after that. Or... <laughs> <laughs> he told me that, and I. And I was a little devastated. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and but I he actually, in a weird way, prepared you for potential. The potential for things to not know. work out. And then also the excitement for when they do. Sorry, Danny, what, what are you saying? No, I think I love this guy. I feel exactly the same way. I mean, honestly, I, I'm so I'm like, I was, I'm pitching a show right now. And I felt myself and the guy I'm writing with it, Zachary, and we were getting really excited. And I felt the need to sort of tell him, and it's a guy with a lot of experience, by the way. And I felt the need to just say to him, it's like, it's great that we're, we've, that it's going this well right now. It's probably not going to happen. Just know that. <laughs> and I felt like a dick. So I love your dad. Because I, 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 I and, and God help me, I, I think I have my hopes up for one of these projects. And it's like, I wish I could just I want to I want to talk to your dad right now about it. It's like, that's how I feel right now. No, you know, I have to tell you, it really has prepared me, you know, not only for life, but most importantly, for the entertainment industry. Yeah, yes, I mean, for sure. If, if anyone is listening to this, like. And I sound like I'm laughing and having a good time and everything. I, like, I, if I could tell you the amount of public failures I've had, it's really, it's really disheartening. Oh, my God. A buddy of mine from college posted something. There's a podcast called, I think it's called Dead in the Eyes or Dead Eyes. Uh-huh. Something like that. And it's about failures at work and how... <laughs> You should expect nothing at work. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, I know this isn't very motivational and I should be talking about like uh, funny things about the Britney documentary with you guys, right. but like, I'm sorry to get all <laughs> yeah. depressed, but really it, I, I, I even tell my kids who are like 12, I'm like, girls, if, 
like expect let me tell you the O'Connell way <laughs> we expect not only nothing we expect things to go really badly yeah. yeah if it doesn't work out that way that's a victory that's a huge victory for us yeah doing it nation danny solo commercial read pressure's on but i'm gonna do it because it's one of my favorite sponsors it's bet online and i just want to say as a side note i'm not really historically the biggest sports guy but between the football season we just had and the uh, NCAA finals. Holy cow, what a game. Uh, I wish I had bet on it. And here's how I could have. And I'm a dummy because they're a sponsor. I should have thought of it. But don't make the mistake I did. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info and odds. Can you tell when I switched from ad-libbing to copy? See if you can tell. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship, Go Tiger, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. I do love me some poker, but I don't love when people say I do love me some. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all popular sports and games. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah, and I also would I, I would add to, I would add to this, and I'd point out that our, our producer guy had a podcast for a long time that I quite like called Failing yeah, Out. Yeah, sure. But it's, and it, but it's it was the guy. It was, it's yeah, it's the guy. And 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 but it's like what's interesting about those stories though is like as much because I had the same thing. I mean, I fall into my knees with disappointment and, and and tears, but it's like surviving that shit. Like I don't know that I, I don't know that I would take a lot of it back. Well, no, I, and actually, you know what? I'll tell you, watching um, you know when the Last Dance came out, you know the Michael Jordan yeah. docu series and everything, yeah. and I'm huge diehard, you know fan and everything and, and he, one of his best quotes that I always think about is that I failed and failed and failed and failed and that's why I'm successful <laughs> which it's like that's true nobody you don't ever you know benefit from success it's like that's great but all those failures is yeah. what leaded to your success and I the Johnson household let me tell y'all it was like <laughs> <laughs> oh you're gonna move out to LA well good fucking luck you know that's not gonna <laughs> work <laughs> but I'm like well when I told you I was gonna be a sports producer same thing but I did it and then I was a news producer mm. and then I did this but it was always like prepping me for the I talked to my yes. mom I'll, I'll do stand up and she's like did they all tell you you didn't do good like, <laughs> well, I sold out a show. Okay, well, this time, you know, you're like, great. But as much as, and I sometimes I'll have friends that are horrified to hear that. However, it's it's not a bad thing. I wouldn't trade it. I appreciate the per preparing me for the potential for failure versus you're going to be great. Everything's going to yep. work out, you know, perfect. It's not. Like, do, do, yeah, it's a, you, it's, and and it's 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 actually a good if you're gentle it's a good lesson to teach your kids and do your daughters have asked for given given their pedigree with mom and dad um do, do they have uh show business aspirations uh this is where you're going to call child protective services i have uh, <laughs> i have two daughters much like yes. you mr z two daughters yeah I, twins yes. uh -huh. one one has it. One has got it. She's like, I got to tell you, they've been in a couple school plays back when there used to be school and plays. Yeah. And she's got it. My other daughter, I love them both. I love them both equally. I really do. I swear. Of course. I believe it. But I have another daughter who just doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, she's it's, dropping the ball left and right it's, constantly. It's, not, it's just honestly, like, <laughs> I would, no one would love that Disney Channel money more than me. Yeah, and just it's not. Just, it's just not coming. Listen, uh, she's hilarious. She's a lot of fun. <laughs> a little bit moody. Uh, sometimes cries spontaneously for no apparent reason. Whatever. Um, but like, I have one daughter who, like, when she is like, wants to go in and play. Uh, they were in Into the Woods. I guess the witch character. You know, remember that? Like, she yes. has that. Um, yeah. Uh, there was like solos in it and she like picked up yes. the script 
And she was like, uh, I was like, hey, you have your audition tomorrow. Let's just go over it and everything. And she like put on a witch voice and did it all. And I was like, this, this chick is she has it. Yeah. And then she of course my it. other daughter is like, hey, I want to practice with you. And she just comes out and reads her lines. And I'm like, <laughs> you're fired. You're never getting this. I'm kidding. No, uh, I'm, I, you know, just, it's just, <laughs> you know, but I, I do have to say like in terms of parenting and I am really not a great parent, as you can tell from this podcast and me yelling <laughs> and my kids are on TikTok. No, or, you're making Danny please. feel better. I feel um, so much better. I'm going to play this yeah. for my daughters and my son and say, like, look how bad it could have been. Yeah. You know, I, I have to say, like, kids are, like, they're wired how they're wired. Like, you can yeah. do, a little, like, you can maybe drive them to practice a couple times or you can take them to theater rehearsals. But really, yeah. they're going to find the path that they want. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, they, they, come so out of the, they come out of the package. Like, we all come out of the package who we are and then our parents teach us right from wrong but like I've been the same silly goofy person my sister was born a 40 year old like she has (laughs) always been like that she's the hand like nine-year-old babysitting career you know she was that person I was the opposite of that and it was just our parents to go like okay well that's who she is that's Amy and that's Jenny and we'll just you know act accordingly with them instead of forcing us to try to be you know, one way or the other, but yeah. And Jerry, and Jerry, I'm sure you realize it's really, it comes into stark relief. I think with twins, I found, especially fraternal twins is because, you know, like they are, you're subjecting them to the same inputs socially, like, and, and like you, it's so this great social experiment of nature and nurture. It's like my daughters, like I have one daughter, yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, they're now 22, but like one straight, one's gay. One was like, you know, uh, and, and, and the gay one wasn't the good athlete. It was the straight one. And like, and, 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 and the, 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 gay, the gay one had all of, the gay one has all of my athletic skills. And, and it's just like, and then the other one is just like, uh, it's like this gymnast. How do you freaking do that shit? And it's like, that has nothing to do with me. You came out this way. All I I can do is make you a slightly better person and with the huge potential of making you far worse people. So if I can avoid that, I feel like that's success. That's really funny. Really funny. Uh, I I, I feel you, man. I totally, I totally feel you. What, um, and I just, just a shout out to your wife who I met years before you on Just Shoot Me. Rebecca Romaine, sure. Yes. Rebecca Romaine. Hi, Rebecca was Rebecca was so goddamn funny on Just Shoot Me. She was so good. And by the way, that was a show because it took place in a fashion magazine. And I'm not going to trash people, but we, you know, we would occasionally have the model type come through. And <laughs> the and some of the model types were not the great thespians you might have hoped for, or were not really that aware of where the joke was. So she was truly, uh, she was that, you know, they say God doesn't give with both hands, but he gave with both hands with her on that show. Right. We were all we were all very appreciative of what she did well, on that show. A couple of things. You A, you don't live with her, Mr. Z. Yes. Um, I really don't. That's true. Stop bragging. He, we're actually um I'm sorry to say this. We're we're not together anymore. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. I'm just, <laughs> oh my God. That hey, hey guy, been let's but, hey guy, let's just cut that. The way before he says, <laughs> yeah. send it to no, the internet. Is, yeah, these are jokes. My wife is right in there, not going on the internet, so I have enough. There's no way she's hogtied. This. She's in fucking. I'm so Toronto. sorry, guys. <laughs> she's I, not getting out. Trying to save money in between TV shows. I'm. Uh, I, I got the the smaller bandwidth package. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I, I. By the way, I don't see any house, and it's fine if it's the case. Just be honest. Are you homeless, Jerry? No, I'm uh, I'm out. I, I find I get best reception uh, closer to the roof of my house. So I'm up I, in front of uh, near the bridge. I'm, I'm I'm up. This is like a, a park in in back of us. And it I'm is actually, below freezing. It's, and there's it's no right? in front of you. My wife is currently we're currently in Toronto. My wife is working on the new Star Trek show. Oh, and, uh, nice. Um, we all came up because my kids don't have school and I'm not working. Yeah. So we thought we'd come up and join her and 
good. I uh, how did she I feel about only it? brought uh, I only brought. I mean, we came from Los Angeles, so I only had like a vest. I didn't have a real like winter jacket. <laughs> I, know. I was yeah. that way, even just going on the to old San Francisco internet. And yeah, oh yeah. How was your road trip, Mister Z? You went up north. Yep. Yeah, I turned in a couple of scripts. I came up north. A couple like, <laughs> I listened to the podcast. You went on a road trip. Yeah, I love you, man. I I feel like I'm, I swear to God, if you were in Toronto right now and I wasn't in a country that banned people, I would come up and visit you and hug you. Um, no, I uh, I uh, got uh, yeah, I got to, I hiked around Big Sur, and I mean, look, I can't be the first person to tell you this, Big Sur, fucking beautiful. Gorgeous. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I hiked for miles today. I was in, uh, I, I, I hiked around the Mere Woods with um, yep. a former former podcast guest, uh, Carrie Byron uh, from uh, Mythbusters. And yeah, uh, awesome. she, she, took, she took me on a tour through the Redwoods and I got my head right. Now I'm just driving back. But uh, are you, uh, do you have any irons in the fire? Anything you want to tease us with, Mr. O'Connell? Um, I'm so sorry, guys. I got nothing going on. You can. I love it. You, you can follow me on Yelp. I've been writing a lot of Yelp reviews. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward it. to our next movie night, Jerry. What's, I'm what's yeah, no, we, we do. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching The Crown. Uh, I had uh-huh. never watched it before. I'm really ashamed about that. Oh, I know I you guys like to hear what, uh, like on your show, you like to talk about what you're watching. Yes, yeah, okay. I want to tell By the way, I still haven't watched The Crown. I still. You guys should me, honestly. Me either, like, but that, yeah, you segue. I, I would love to insert a joke here about The Crown, but it's it's the acting is really. I, I you know what? We all work in television. Yeah. Some of us work in award-winning television. Some of us. Working shows that immediately get canceled, but uh, most of my career, um, by the way, I got lucky. But, Go on. Yeah. Um, there was a scene in The Crown. Oh man, I forget what it was. It was something with Claire Foy. Fuck, I don't know. So, there was a scene in The Crown, and something happened, and <laughs> they had they had Claire Foy and another character staring at each other. For I timed it because I rewinded it for one minute. So there was no really? dialogue. It was just them staring at each other for a minute. Now, normally you would make fun of something like that. If, if you left a yes. minute beat in a show, yeah, yeah. it'd be like, are you crazy? Like, are you right. killing time? And I want to say, watching it, it was one of the more chilling experiences I've had watching anything. And I paused it and said to my wife, can you believe these MFers, like, leave a minute of silence and like how how do you script that do you script yeah. like they look at each other for 60 seconds i i mean I, I was i'm really blown away by that show you should really check it out it's really i'm going to because you said really, so finally i will it, and yes also, we're good. And, we and also i do this thing where i like i google watch it so you know something yeah. happens where they won't let where Prince Charles dated Camilla and then they Camilla Camilla's ex dated Charles's sister and you're like there's no way this fucking happened and then you google did Charles's sister date Camilla's brother and it's it happened like they like you google watch this thing you pause it I mean it would be like pausing it and being like did Walter White really kill seven people simultaneously in Albuquerque. And it would be like, wow. yes, Walter White, yeah. this is this oh. is based on true events. He killed seven people simultaneously. I mean, it's, it's a, I Google watch. I, I'm sorry to talk. I know it's an eight-year-old show. I know you like to be. No, I, we, we, no, we haven't time. watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't so watched is, it but I am going to be a little hip with programming. I did watch the Britney documentary, which I think. I watched it last did. night. Oh, yes. what are your thoughts, Jenny? Let's hear it. I want to know your thoughts too. I was, I mean, it was disturbing and it's weird to think that like I was more hung up on the things that were okay with being said to her, a Diane Sawyer interview, uh, the late night jokes, like the, the things that we just listened to and we're like, huh, okay. That's, you know, whatever. Like no one thought, Oh, this is weird that, that these adults are asking this girl that's 21 if she's a virgin or not. Like, and, and no one was, you know, like, this was perfectly okay. Like nothing was, 
the only thing that I didn't like was the free bit Britney people. Like they really took all careful, the- careful. You guys are online a lot. I, I know. On. I'm I just saying, like, I'm on her side. It was just the they they took the, the credibility of the documentary. Like you'd be in it and I'm with them. I'm listening and I'm like, man, this is fucked up, whatever. And then let's cut to these free Britney people that are screaming like I'm like why aren't y'all at work or like do you you know like I was more concerned about kind of throwing her like really really passionate fan base if you will into this very real situation that was happening to her and so it kind of took away from that's my honest opinion I think everyone should watch it I thought it was good but don't you where, kind where of want to go to one of the? Oh, sorry, Danny. Sorry, sorry. No, where Danny. is it? Is this new? Is this new? Yeah, it's it's on um uh, Hulu. It's like a New York Times. It's the it's okay. I believe the New York Times's first docu series. Yes. So like wow. you know yeah. everybody's getting in the documentary game, and you had the king of all documentarians on your show, Keith Morrison. The oh. king. Oh my god. My my love. My I I have to I rock, have to tell you passion. something. My wife and I. Love a good crime series. Of course, we're huge yep. Dateline fans. We believe we believe we watched every episode of Dateline. We believe because we record them all. The ones on OWN, oh, the I ones on yeah. NBC, the one we have a a queue of about thirty. In we watch them all. Um, wow. That said, we'll watch like you know, like The Keepers on Netflix oh. or. Yep. Yep. Uh, like 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 what's another one the staircase um, was my favorite the staircase murder on middle beach all those yeah. ones we'll watch all of them honestly we get through all of them and we say to ourselves dateline dateline does it better <laughs> dateline does it the best That's amazing oh now, you have to send this to keith oh i will with the best so the way they unfold like the story it. there's always some sort of twist I, I mean, I got to tell you, some of those murder ones, I don't want to call them out because sometimes it deals with people who are like, uh, like, I don't want to talk about people who are like, yeah, murder, all that stuff. It's terrible. But when there's not an answer to these documentary, when it just is like, well, we don't know. Actually, yeah. it could have been anyone. <laughs> and you've invested hours in this thing. Yeah. And you left I, us fucking it, hanging. It makes me really upset. I, look, I but you know I don't want to say anything that rude because it is based on like actual events. But like, oh, you need I, a. I need a. I need an ending. I I made the mistake of suggesting to my mom <laughs> to watch the new Unsolved Mysteries, and her feedback was like, "Well, I'd like to get an answer." And I was like, "Well, well it, you know what the show's called? It's." <laughs> It's called Unsolved Mysteries. What did oh my you God. think was going to fucking happen? Like, like Mr. Yeah. Z, on, on your recommendation, my wife and I watched uh, The Lady and the Dale last week. Oh, what you, would you think? You know what? I got to tell you, it was really interesting watching a film about a trans person in the, in 70s, the 70s that I had never heard of. Yeah. Same here. That's exactly how I feel. I just really, started it. It's fascinating. It was really interesting. And you know what? I actually, um, I, I, felt, I felt obviously very sad for her because she was, um, because she was, because if she was around today, things would have been very, she would have been treated very differently. And, you Completely. know, I was actually very proud of, uh, of society, like how we've, um, yeah, how we and how I mean, obviously, there's a lot farther we can go, but how far we've come from the lady in the lady in the Dale. It was uh, I was some um, I felt an immense sense of pride to be a part of this movement. Yeah. Well, I, 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 agree, I agree with you completely. And I also like that it also didn't make her a hero like she is a grifter, but. It was like the complication of why that story became, it kind of goes to what you were saying, Jenny, about the late night hosts and the jokes. Yeah. I watched, I'll go to mine. I watched in your recommendation, I just finished it last night, the Tiger Woods documentary. Yeah, oh. that was crazy. That is really good. I 
loved it. And yeah. I have, and I started out as a late night, um, you know, I, I like a late night joke writer and I did a lot of that stuff. And I've really examined like, wow, we really just, <laughs> we really are attacking people in like a major, like actual yeah. human. Yeah. Was, you know, when I was in my twenties, I wasn't quite as aware of your audio's taking a dump, I think. Hold it. Is that my kid? Seem, but not human beings. And I didn't think about his blood. <laughs> what a fascinating documentary. What a no, fascinating I got to watch was, it. Yeah. And Jerry, if you, oh, you haven't seen it. The, the no. second, there's, it's a two-parter on HBO. And the second part, I mean, the, the teaser to the first one is right at the very end for the credits roll that Rachel Yucatel, the first right. mistress, sits right. down in a chair and goes, okay, what do you want me to say? And then credits roll. You're like, I gotta wait oh, yeah. a whole fucking week. <laughs> and so now, you, get, now you get to watch. Now you get to watch it all in one shot. Yeah, right. and and it's like you you have this empathy for him, like to an extent, you know, like you, yeah. you're, you're like you're yeah. Twitter, well, you're a grown up, you should know better. But then you see how he was raised. You see the things that his he saw. Dad did. He was taught. His dad was a fucking. He's a word. Yeah. The whole thing is just, it's a really fascinating yeah. character study. So that was my, that was the one thing I've watched. Jenny, before we go, what have you watched? Well, first off, that last episode of WandaVision. Have you seen that? Oh one my yet? God. Yep. Jerry, Very WandaVision. You know, I have not watched it yet. I just got the Disney flu. Uh, so I'll, uh, I'll start to get through it a little bit. You know what? I can't believe I'm saying this. I like to wait till all the episodes are there so I can bang it out. Like, no, I don't. I worse in because we're so spoiled right now. Like the fact that it was being dropped one episode at a time. I was like, why are, why are they doing this to me? I should be able to plow through whatever yeah. I want to. I should never have to watch a commercial or wait. Heaven forbid. The WandaVision is my, yeah, my favorite thing that I've I've seen so far. Oh, you yep, know what I thought no. was pretty funny when 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 Keith Morrison was on when he was suggesting what? to you, Jenny, that you date prisoners. <laughs> that He's was right. amazing. He's a hundred percent fucking right. Dude. I would tell you this. <laughs> there, there is that reality show that is it didn't really hold my attention that much, but it's Love After Lockup. So it's people who oh, yeah. love each other in prison. No, I always have um, a joke about like people that the women that write love letters to serial killers. You know, like that happens, and you think like their vote counts just as much. <laughs> everyone, everyone else's like psychos you know. crazy. No, that yep. the, no the Keith the Keith Morrison. I still can't believe that Keith agreed to do the podcast. I can't believe oh. he did, Jerry. But Keith being on was so funny because he was so shy. He you was know, like, I gotta really say, Jenny, you were the first person that I knew that really had like a public that really announced their love publicly for Keith Morrison. I mean, yeah. you follow that Keith, Keith leading on things. Instagram oh, Keith, feed? Yeah. People tag me in that shit all the time. Like it has been the <laughs> longest running joke. And like, I'm friends with some of the people that are producers at Dateline that have like, so everyone had to, when I started, you know, really pretending that we were in love and one of my friends that's producer goes, yeah, we had to tell him that was a joke. Cause he was like, who's this woman? I think she's from Texas. And she's really <laughs> saying explicit things. And they're like, no, 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 it's a joke. Just play along. And the moment he started playing so along, I was like, this is so funny. Yeah, for somebody who's a, been he's like- such a good sport. <laughs> yeah, for someone who's seen like the worst in humanity, he was shockingly square. And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> yeah, because we had, we had uh, Josh Mankiewicz on and he's a friend wow. to the podcast. And Mankiewicz yeah. is like, oh, uh, sit down right here. I'll tell you, you know. Uh, <laughs> Mankiewicz, yeah, Mankiewicz is the life of the party. And, yeah. and, 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 and Keith Morrison is just sort of the quiet guy who you feel might be plotting against you. And that Bill Hader invitation. And that Bill Hader imitation is, oh. it gets me every time. It's, but I can it's watch so those funny. same, those same clips over. I can watch them and it, it'll still make me laugh. But it's like, we found him in the trunk. Was he all right? <laughs> <laughs> so you finally, so you saw your father shot in the face. That must've been wild. <laughs> <laughs> Was he all right? Oh, did you ever um, see Bill oh. and Hader? 
if you haven't seen it, by the way, else we could attach Bill Hader doing the impression. He was on Jimmy Kimmel and he did yeah. uh, all every person that was on Dateline. Date yeah. Mankiewicz, yeah. Yeah. And Mankiewicz, who's, you know, he's like I said, he's a friend. When they did, he did Mankiewicz, he texted, <laughs> Mankiewicz was the one who texted me the link and he goes, You've got to watch this. This is the highlight of my career. Oh, and then it's like most people, when they see a dead body, they call 911. But you didn't do that, did you? like, do I really say it that much? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> hey guys, okay. Uh, listen, before I go, can I get some sort of discount code to Blue Chews? <gasps> yes. Yeah, Blue Chew. Yeah. Yes. They're not I for me, for a friend. I don't need those. <laughs> I mean, guy, yeah, I don't need them. I, I, well, I believe our dis our discount code is still. I believe it's still Danny. Yeah, not uh, because we, Danny asked for it to be Danny. It just no. That's they not knew. True. I think just, they just knew. But um, okay. I'm still waiting for my. I still waiting for my free blue shoes. I definitely could have used them uh, on this trip. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know what can I say? Um, you know, occasionally oh, a man gets a little bit older. Sometimes it takes a little more this is so, work. This is, That's all I'm gonna this is so perfect. Next yes. time, next time I hit some of those blue shoes, I'm gonna be thinking of that promo code. Dan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just spell uh, no, it. I, say it slowly. D A I N O. Yeah. My dad never thought I'd amount to anything, and now I'm the bonus code. I'm boner pills. How do you like that? I did I just, I'm sad my dad's not around to see that his daughter is slinging boner pills on the fucking internet. Um, I did well, it, um, uh, well, Jerry, you are a delight. I love talking to you. Um, I think the last time I saw you might have been at Jesse's wedding. Yeah. Is, that, is it possible that's the last time I saw you? But anyway, that was a, yeah. that was a delightful soiree. And, uh, and uh, you're one of the good ones. For you sure, too. you guys and, do the uh, you you guys do the real work. It was a crazy. I mean, things are getting better now, hopefully. But like the last four years, five years have been crazy, and really, um, you guys have really helped. Just through your social media, have helped us all get through it. I'm a huge fan. Well, that just made me feel really good. <clears throat> Danny, love you guys. Peace out. I'm gonna <laughs> go watch another season of The Crown tonight. All right, thank you love for being with Gary O'Connell, everybody. Yeah.